Welcome to the podcast at thatguitarlover.com. I'm Russ Chevalier. I've received a few questions over the last couple of months about amplifier volume, specifically from listeners and readers who love their existing amp, but find that to get it to sound the way they like it makes it too loud for where they're located. I get this completely. There is nothing to me like the sound of a big Marshall stack working hard and pushing a lot of air. The only problem is that it's way too loud for most clubs and pretty much untenable at home. Years ago, devices were built called power soaks, basically a box of resistors that connected between the power amp output and the speaker cabinet input with a knob to reduce overall volume, allowing the amp to be run at full chat, but the volume from the cabinets remained livable. These devices were basically big boxes of resistors that converted incoming signal to a lot of heat, passing less of the total signal to the speaker cabinet. However, when folks started to have issues with their power amps, the use of these old soaks mostly vanished, as was appropriate. Later on, some boutique amplifier makers such as Sewer and Tone King developed what we call load balancing attenuators. They reduced the output level through sophisticated circuitry, but still convinced the power amp output that they are connected directly to a real speaker cabinet. You see, while speaker cabinets all have an impedance rating, the reality is that a cabinet's impedance varies with the input signal. A power amp that doesn't see any variance, particularly one of the older units, can start to have expensive to repair issues. Some of the amp makers also built their attenuators directly into their tube amplifiers. These devices work wonderfully, and while they do have a minor impact on tone, it's so subtle and it's readily fixable at the tone stack in the amp if you even hear a difference. As I've learned from my friend Keith Williams at 5 Watt World, those knobs, they turn. Keith, I love that. Other makers, like Universal Audio, took it a step further. The Universal Audio AUX is one of those steps. It can be a proper attenuator, but it can also not send any signal to the speaker cabinet, instead sending it to a DI output with a speaker cabinet profile overlaid so the signal at the interface sounds like an actual cabinet. The aux still uses both the amplifier preamp and power amp sections. It's spectacular, but quite expensive. I have one connected between a Marshall 2500 Silverhead and a matched Marshall 4x12A cabinet. I can then get the sound of that Marshall without shattering glass or making the neighbors crazy. Boss's Wazacraft Vision builds a box that does proper attenuation and also offers some basic boss effects in the unit. It works like an aux, except that it replaces the original amplifier's power signal with one from its own built-in Class D amplifier. It works very well, but some purists insist that they can hear a difference between the tube amp's power section and the boss's power section. Okay, I can't hear it myself, but I'm not the only person using one. 
I have a mid-70s Marshall Custom Super Lead Mark II head running into the Wazacraft device. And it's driving a pair of Marshall 4x12 cabinets, and I have to say, it sounds glorious. It also has a DI output that features cabinet emulation. However, like the AUX, it's not inexpensive. The Two Notes Company takes this a step further by making it very simple to take the power output from your amp and insert one of its captor devices between the amp and the speaker cabinet. Where Two Notes really differentiates itself is the massive library of different cabinet emulations that they have available. The number of attenuation options is much fewer than what we see in the AUX or the Wazacraft device, but the choices are good, and it can also offer silent running with the signal going to the DI only simply by unplugging its speaker output. Software on your smart device or computer, or a full plug-in for your DAW, allows very powerful control over these virtual cabinets. Now, cabinet emulation is done through the use of impulse response files. These files, commonly known as IR files, contain the characteristics of specific cabinets, and the better ones offer a choice of responses from different microphones, and even flexibility in the placement of these virtual microphones. Really simple IR files don't do this, and while some other attenuators offer this kind of function, it's my opinion that none of them do it as well as Two Notes does in their captor family. Let me give you a practical example. The Blackface Fender Princeton, with a 10-inch single speaker, is a really popular tube amplifier. However, some people, including myself, prefer the sound of a modified Princeton with a 12-inch speaker. Two Notes has IR files for both. Some folks want the sound of a twin reverb with Jensen speakers, while others might want the sound of the twin reverb amp, but through a completely different cabinet. And this is where Two Notes changes things. Their captor product does all this and can have multiple cabs in its memory with any six cabinet simulations accessible via a rotary switch on the front panel. The Captor X takes things a step further by offering more cabinets to be able to be stored in the device with still the six via the front panel and all the cabinets that you own licenses for quickly selectable from an app on your smartphone that communicates directly to the Captor X. If you see this as an opportunity to go nuts in your collection of cabinet simulations, welcome to that club. Your Captor X also includes the Two Notes Wall of Sound plugin that allows you to send an IR-free signal to your DAW and then to try different cabinets during your post-production work. I have a permanently installed Captor X on my Victory Viscount, primarily set up as a DI out, and I've got a second one in my Fender 65 Twin Reverb reissue because to get the sound that I want out of that twin, the volume without the Captor X in place is, well, let's just say it's really, really loud. Fender twins are big, heavy amps, 
and even though it's just a 2x12 cabinet, it has nearly twice the power of the 4x10 cabinet that comes as part of a Super Reverb. The Captor X also has a headphone output for silent practice. You want to match the input impedance of the attenuator to the output impedance of the power amp. Most attenuators are available to support 8 or 16 ohms, but some also are available in 4 ohm variants. Some support only one impedance on a device, while others offer impedance switching. If all you want is attenuation with the speaker cabinet that you have, the Bugera PS1 is a decent little box. It has no requirements for power. It's completely passive. The DI out does have an emulated microphone, but if you wanted proper DI out with IR files, this is not the box for you. Even at its lowest level of attenuation, it still cuts the volume pretty significantly. Even with no attenuation dial in, I'd say it's about half as loud. It works about as simple as you can get. And while it has the unfortunate nomenclature of power soak that scares the crap out of tenured musicians, it's a good, decent, inexpensive device. A lot of the newest DSP-based amplifiers have power level adjustments, and even some modern tube amps will have switches for different output power. However, I find that they sound different in the reduced output settings, but maybe that's just me. I'd rather use all the tubes in my power stage and attenuate between the power stage and the cabinet. Most tube amps that you find will have an output jack for the speaker, and even if the amp is a combo style, you probably will find that. You need to have a speaker out on your amp, as the attenuator does not work in the effects loop. Now, if you don't have a speaker out on your amp, but you do have an effects loop, you can insert a JHS little black box there. It's basically an outboard volume control, handy if the amp in question does not have a built-in master volume option. It's a potentiometer in a box, so hardly sophisticated, and of course it has no IR or DI out capability. Remember, this lives in the effects loop. Don't put one between the power out and the speaker, because it will be bad for everything. So, if you want the sound of your amp at full chat, but at bedroom volume, a proper load balancing attenuator is the way to go. Just be sure that the attenuator can handle the power output of your amplifier. For example, Tone King builds the superb Iron Man 2 attenuators, but there are two variants. One is rated for amps up to 30 watts, and a different one is rated for amps up to 100 watts. And remember, we're talking about tube amp power. Quality does have a price, but you're going to find the advantages worthwhile if you love the sound of your amplifier, but it's too loud for your location or for the folks living with or near you. I thank you as always for listening. Please leave a comment or send in a question. For the podcast at thatguitarlover.com, I'm Ross Chevalier, and I bid you peace.